Hey, this is Carleone. And this is Logan. And you're listening to The Manifest. And this is our newest episode. What's going on, everybody? This is Carleone. And you're listening to The Manifest Podcast. I know y'all like that intro. It's going to let that rock for a few seconds. Um, today is going to be... <clears throat> Uh, basically me giving, I guess, sort of like talking about myself a little bit more than what I would normally do, but I think, um, it's a topic I feel like a lot of people can relate to and, um, we're just going to go for it. Um, I'm basically going to talk about the things that held me back in my ministry and the things that continue and still do hold me back in my ministry. And um, I think, well, first of all, let me do all the intro stuff before we get real deep, real serious. Um, First of all, at this time, you guys should be seeing the the merch graphic, I mean, the merch contest giveaway up on the page. The winner is going to be announced um, this Friday on our Instagram Live. Um, Also, you should be able to see the... um, the not just the merch not the merch contest but also the um the mince giveaway contest that is up we're doing that tuesday through friday so you'll get the list of ingredients on tuesday you have to submit something by friday and over the weekend we'll pick and then we'll announce the winner on monday so um i think it'll be a cool little experience like i've already detailed um how you're gonna do it what you're supposed to do on the Instagram page. So if you want to go check that out at the Manifest Podcast, go do that. The winner's going to win a free meal uh, paid for by the Manifest Podcast team. And we're going to be doing it four weeks in a row. So every week, starting this week, we are going to be uh, giving a free meal away, basically, if you win the contest. All you really have to do is uh, use the ingredients. It's sort of like chopped. You use the ingredients that we give you. Uh, and make something cool out of it and then you post it and then you give us the recipe and then we try and make it and if it's any good with the recipe that you're giving us then we're going to give you points based off of presentation organization um, and then also a little, a little bit based on taste not mostly on taste but slightly based on taste and um, I think it'll be a cool contest get people engaged and interested and um, you can win free food so why not at this point um that way people have something to do. Um, so, yeah, those two are up. I would say go to the page, check them out, try and figure out how you can win. Because um, today is Wednesday, so you will probably um, only have a day or two after you listen to this to try and win. So Thursday and Friday for the merch giveaway. And then obviously you have to turn in something by Friday for uh, the first week of the contest uh, for Minced. And then obviously we have... As of today, as of of this morning, we have finally reached 200 followers on Instagram. That means we are giving away that long-awaited, long-awaited Amazon gift card, $50 to someone. um, And we are going to give that away also on Friday. We're going to be making these announcements live. So I would tune in, especially if you have a, if you have a uh, a ballot in the, in the running, I would tune in, tune in for any of these uh, two, um, any of these two announcements that are going to be happening on Friday, I would definitely tune in. So, 
Um, let's go ahead and get into the meat of our discussion. Like I say, um, the topic today is basically um, what are the things that held me back in my ministry, and then also uh, what are the things that are also held, holding me back now. And so I kind of wanted to get into a deep topic like this because I feel like it's been a while since we had something like this where it's more personal and more relatable to people. And um, I kind of wanted to make it like an open floor type, type thing where I talk for a little bit uh, and then I would love to hear you guys' responses through Instagram or if you want to send something in through a DM. We'd love to, next podcast, sort of talk about um, this specific thing, um, the feedback from it. So if you want, you guys can DM your thoughts or send us your thoughts through video, through text, call, however you want, voice memo, however you want to do it. We want to respond to your feedback about this particular topic. And it's, like I said, the things that hold me back and maybe the things that hold you back as well, if we're on the same page as far as some of these things go. So let's get into it. Um, Well, first question I think I need to answer is, um, what is my ministry? And I think um, it is, for me, a not not very simple answer. Um, I do quite a bit of things in ministry. Um, I speak, I teach, um, I play guitar, uh, I help out with the sound and the audio, live stream. Um, There's just, I I usher sometimes. So for me, I think when I think of ministry, I don't think of just one thing. Oh, he's a preacher. Oh, oh, he's um, uh, the audio man. Like that's the one thing he does or whatever. And some people's ministries are like that. But for me, and I think for a good portion of the public, uh, people's ministries are actually multifaceted. And so you have multiple areas that you are involved in, and that's why just the general term ministry works well, but I don't have to put a particular name or label on it. So like I say, um, there are multiple areas of ministry that I am involved in, and that equals my whole ministry, right? And so I guess one of, one of the first ministries I got involved in was, uh, was speaking and teaching. And I think I, I did not do my first message or teaching until I was probably I was well into my teenage years. So I want to say, okay, well, I, had, I did some, some non, not less serious things when I was younger. But um, I want to say the first event I spoke at I was probably uh, 17, and this event was, I think, a youth event. A pastor had asked me to speak, um, and I was the main speaker, basically. And so I went from doing real, real small stuff at my local church and things like that, Bible studies, whatever it is, to actually speaking at a youth event. And um, it went well. Like, it went really, really well. And that was when, I, I didn't live in California at that time. I moved to California when I was 18, 18 or 19. I was 18. I had just graduated high school. So um, I moved to California about, about six years ago. Uh, almost six years, yeah. And so, like I say, I did this when I was 18. It went well. Um, I did a few more things like it. And then I moved to California. And then when I moved to California, um, I didn't do much at all. Um, I spoke at my local church a few times, 
Um, but other than that, I didn't really do any speaking or teaching, anything like that. Um, and so that's the first area that I want to tackle is my, my teaching or speaking, basically. Um, I think the reason why I struggled so long with um, doing it um, and, and doing it, you know, more and more um, and, and I waited so long to do it is because I think that I was a uh, I was afraid that I was doing it because it's what everyone else wanted and not what either what I wanted or what God wanted and because growing up people would always because I mean I'm doing a podcast so obviously I'm a pretty decent speaker um, and so people would always see those speaking that speaking ability and be and the ability to be able to uh, you know hone in on an audience and to be able to captivate them and so I, I always used to do that even when I was younger but I think just because you have that particular skill did not make me meant to be a preacher or a pastor and so I when I was growing up I got that a lot like that's what you're supposed to do that's what you're supposed to do and I doubted that um, for a long time and I think um, this, so that was that was really what held me back was doubt is like Am I doing it or am I supposed to be doing it because everyone else wants me to do to do that? Or is it because it's what God wants me to do and what I feel like I should be doing? And so um, I, I battled with that for a very long time. And even to this day, if I'm being honest, uh, there are some times when I do battle with that. Uh, moving up in the ranks of leadership and things like that, I, I, I question myself and I say, am I doing this for the right reasons? Because I've done a lot of things for the wrong reasons, and I know what I know exactly what that looks like, and I know what can happen if you do things for the wrong. Uh, if you do things for the wrong reason, it can end up in a disaster, and that's the last thing I want. I don't want to be over a group of young people or over a group of people and be doing it for the wrong reasons, and something happens, and it's all my fault because I did not take the time to make sure that that's exactly what I was supposed to be doing. And so that's, you know, when it comes to speaking and teaching and preaching, I think that's the thing that held me back the most was doubt, which is why it took me so long uh, to start really doing it. And then uh, it took me two or three years after moving to California to even consider speaking again. And so I really took my time with it, even when I moved here. And so I think um, it, I don't know, it really took me some time. I mean, I was going through a lot of other stuff as well when I moved to California. And so it really took me some time to sort of get back to where I was uh, when it comes to speaking. And so now, I mean, obviously, I'm not preaching HYC or anything like that, but I started to do stuff in my local church and be able to speak a word uh, through this podcast. And I feel like that's a, one of the main reasons why this came about, because I still feel like I had a voice and I still feel like God was calling me to, to disseminate a message. And so this is one of the ways that I could do that. And so, <clears throat> yeah, that's 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 that preaching aspect that I that I, you know, sort of struggled with for a long time and still do to this day. And so the next thing on the list of my areas of ministry um, would be, um, I guess, musicianship. And one of the one of the things that I struggled with super early on was also doubt like. Am I good enough to be doing this? Um, and that was, I, I want to say that that wasn't even the biggest thing. 
was doubt when it comes to musicianship. I think the biggest thing when it came to musicianship was knowing how to prioritize that ministry with my other ministries and also with my non-ministry related stuff. And so I think it took me some time to figure out, okay, how do I play guitar, help usher, um, go to school, go to work? Because when you play an instrument, it's not just the time you spend on Sundays. Uh, And eventually that's what it ended up coming down to was I literally was only spending the time on Sundays to play the songs and maybe an hour for practice that Sunday morning. And I've, I I didn't feel right about it. Like I felt like eventually I felt, um, I didn't feel very good about the fact that I wasn't practicing. I wasn't in love with the instrument anymore. It became more of a chore and more of a duty than it became, um, a ministry that I was loving and supposed to be doing and felt called and belonged to. Um, and so what I did was I took a break and I think I'm not going to encourage people to, to take a break like I did because that may not work for everyone. Sometimes you just need to work through it. But I feel like for me, it helped because it helped me reevaluate some of the things that um, some of the things that were either above my musicianship or below it. And so even today, these are, this is one of the things that I'm I mean, I feel like I found my place now. Um, and so what I had to do is basically shift to myself to say, OK, you don't play guitar every Sunday. You know, you just don't. You play once a month or twice a month and you fill in where you can. Um, and that's what I had to come to really realize is like not everyone is meant to do one ministry all the time, no matter what. Like there are some things that some people are meant to do more and something people are meant to do less. And so with me being involved in multiple other areas, I had to figure out where musicianship, uh, you know, where it landed on my list of priorities. And so once I found that, I began to feel more comfortable with where I was. Obviously, I'd love to practice more. I'd love to play more. But I also realized that what what began to happen towards the end is I would keep playing and have a bad spirit about it. And if you have a bad spirit in, in ministry about the thing that you're doing, you begin to taint it and, and poison it. And so even though you're doing the right things, you, you're doing them for the wrong reason. And when you do them for the wrong reason, people can tell, you know, people can tell, people can see that they, they know exactly what that's about. And so it, it definitely can give you a bad reputation. It can give you um, a bad standing with people. And so you want to take yourself out of that situation if you need to. Um, and I would say, talk to your pastor, talk to, that's what I had to do was talk to my, my music director and basically just break it down to him. Like, Hey, I, I don't, I feel like I need to take a break because these are the things that I'm feeling. And these are the things that I've, the baggage that I, I will keep carrying into the music ministry until I get a chance to figure it out. And he was like, okay, I understand. And so we talked it out. And so I think that's one of the things that, uh, kept, that kept me back from my music ministry was the ability to completely, uh, not completely, but to understand prioritization and how to work it with being a part of other ministries and, you know, getting back to loving the guitar and loving just playing the guitar. And so if you're playing it constantly, 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 you're not loving it, 
you're gonna it's gonna eventually become bitter a bitter subject and a bitter uh, thing in your heart and so when I scaled back to playing once a month I was like man I miss it and making and you know heart you know what's that saying absence makes the heart grow fonder that's very true if I play guitar once a month I miss playing it but then that it felt so great that one Sunday when I did play it, like I was like, man, I love this thing. I love being up here, being able to help worship and be able to able to set things in a, a good position for the worship service and for the preaching. And so that's my take on that. <clears throat> the uh, last bit of, uh, of ministry, um, I feel like this is a little bit different. Last bit of ministry that I feel like I um, had some issues with and... Um, some struggles with is I guess I would say personal personal witnessing right and what I mean by that is like being able to witness to the people that you don't know and the people that you do know like random people that you see in the grocery store but also your best friend who doesn't go to church or your your co-worker or your classmate that you've known for years that doesn't go to church or doesn't know God um I struggled, and even to this day, I feel like all of the things that I mentioned, I struggle with and continue to struggle with, but I have made some progress with those things. So um, when it comes to personal witnessing, I feel like, um, especially in high school, I think I think everyone, most everyone sort of struggles with witnessing in high school because you're trying to figure out who you are, you're trying to figure out how what your place is in this world, and you don't, want to re- you don't really want to step on anyone's toes. I guess that's really how most people think right that you want to sort of minimize but also maximize your footprint in life at the same time you don't want to be too garish too outlandish to where you get embarrassed or you're you're known as the person who does the most but you also don't want people to think nothing of you and for you to be insignificant in people's lives when it comes to high school like i say and i think that even translates to you know how people feel now, but, but specifically in high school, I think that's, um, a vibe or, uh, a, a, something that you take on pretty heavily. And so, like I say, in high school, I think felt like it was definitely a struggle because I was trying to figure out who I was and trying to help other people figure out who they are at the same time while you're doing it is like, okay, what am I doing here? You almost feel like, how can I witness someone when I need witnessing to? And so I think the thing, and I think I, I feel like we talked about this in a few podcasts ago with my pastors, like, um, even though you don't feel like you are completely like the holiest person on the planet or you got it all together, you still should be able to reach out to people and help them. Like, there's something in someone's life that you can help help them with. There's something that you've gone through, something that you know that can help someone. That's the reason why you're friends, right? Oh, that's the reason why your coworkers are, or or your your uh, whatever your relationship is, it's what you can offer them, and then what they can offer you, right? That's how relationships work, right? It's what we can offer each other, right? And so, if you can offer someone um, something, you know, not related to God, that's cool, that's great. Let's say you're great at math, and they're not very good at math, you can tutor them. But I feel like the thing that might make might make a more lasting impact is sharing your light with them and being a witness to them. And I think that when I was younger, especially in high school, I struggled with that because I didn't know who I was. How can I tell people who God is if I don't know who God is? And so I think the thing 
that sort of helped me was to be able to realize and recognize that and say, okay, I can either continue on the path that I'm going and not participate in, you know, religious, religious, uh, you know, conversations or try and bring anyone to church and that I can continue that. Or I could become knowledgeable about these things. That way I don't feel embarrassed if I, if I want to talk about it or if I, if I want to bring someone to church, I have the knowledge and because uh, basically everyone knows knowledge breeds confidence, right? That's why super cocky people are normally the people who actually do know a lot. Like, I mean, of course, there are the people who don't know a lot but are still cocky. But normally when someone knows a lot, they they have this certain level of confidence and sometimes it does translate to cockiness. But that confidence can bring you peace. So when your Indian friend who uh, practices some other religion, not not yours, they ask you, what do you think about this? Or how does this how does this how do they how do you compare this in your religion to my religion? And um, you have the ability to to give them a good, confident answer that would make that would keep them intrigued with that type of thing. And I always tell this story. I was in high school in St. Louis, Missouri. I went to three different high schools, but this one high school that I went to in, it was called Melville High School, and it was in St. Louis, right? And there was a, a young man named Drake Finley, um, and he was he was a, the prototypical pop punk high school dude with the short black hair, cut, the not short, it actually was kind of long, the long cut black hair, Black fingernails, um, skinny black jeans, skin like ACDC shirts, you know, all that stuff, right? Just the normal, you know, the thing that you, the stereotypical thing that you see, right? And he was really into all the, the stuff that comes with that, right? And um, I befriended him because one thing I prided myself on was, um, like, I, actually being all things to all people. Like, I can hang out with the nerdy kids. I can hang out with the goth kids. I can hang out with any group of people because I feel like I was able to, people were able to see my light and see that I was a genuine good person who was, you know, just trying to get through life and not have any qualms with anyone. And so I never went out of my way to disrespect anyone, to embarrass anyone. It didn't matter what they did to me. So people saw that and they saw the genuineness in that. And so he was one of the friends that I actually picked up along the way. And we had a couple classes together but I feel like the one I remember the most was Spanish 3. Yeah, it was Spanish 3. And we actually sat, sat next to each other for a good part of the year. And he became my buddy. We ended up eating lunch together, things like that. And cool guy. We didn't talk too much about God, like almost at all, if I remember. And he'll tell you this story. It's true. Uh, we didn't talk much about God. We didn't talk much about, you know, anything related to that. We just talked about school and and music and things like that just a regular conversation a regular relationship right and so what happened was is like I moved my junior year um to Iowa and I left that school and I did not speak to him after that like we did not really stay in contact at all like we had each other on Instagram but we didn't really stay in contact like he was just one of the friends in high school that you met and you just kept it pushing and so all this happened. I moved. Um, I graduated from another school in, at, at Linmar in Iowa, moved to California, went to college, started doing my own thing. And then I want to say 2017, 
2016. Yeah, 2016 or 2017, right before NAYC, or right as NAYC, yeah, right around NAYC happened uh, two years ago in Indiana. Um, or no, four years ago at this point. Um, at that point, um, he hit me up and he was like, "Hey, man, are you gonna be at NAYC?" I'm looking like, "How do you know what NAYC is?" And he was like, yeah, dude, I, um, and he just started telling me his life story about what happened post high school, post the moment from when I left him. Uh, he was like, I met uh, a girl. She got me in church. Um, I got baptized, got the Holy Ghost, started going to a Pentecostal church, uh, here in town, changed my life around, blah, 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 just going on and on. And he did all that stuff. And I'm thinking to myself. I never once invited him to church. I never once felt confident enough to speak to him about God. And so, and that, and that goes to show you that God will still do things, even if you don't obey him and you still, and you don't do what you're supposed to do. God will still make a way for people and still provide for them because she was the next man up, his wife. And so I failed in my duties to be the person to, to bring him to church because he was always meant to be in church, right? And so I felt in my duties and she picked up where I left off and took took it to where it was supposed to go. Right. And so you can't rely on that always, though, obviously. I mean, and even if you do, that's still mark. That's that's still a wreck. That's still marking your record. Like you let this person slack. Someone else, someone else had to pick up your slack. You see what I'm saying? And so um, basically, I, I, I lacked the confidence and knowledge back then. And, I, you know. And what happened was I allowed someone, I almost allowed someone's soul to, to be, to be gone and to be done away with. And, um, that's something I truly, truly regret. And him and I, we talk every now and then about that. And I just, I apologize profusely all the time. Cause it's just like, man, it's on it. If I'm being real, it's embarrassing. It, and it, and it's not embarrassing for, um, a pride factor because you can be embarrassed and embarrassment is more of a pride thing but in this case it's embarrassing because i knew what was right and i still did wrong um or i knew what was right and i did nothing and so to be in that position and to see how far i've come you still do have those regrets and that is an embarrassing moment where i was like man i can't let that happen again so um that's just, that's definitely something that helped me come from where i was in high school on not confident, not knowledgeable to being where I am now and being able to shine my light to people. And I'm not perfect, like I say. But I feel like when people say I'm not perfect, it's a cop out. And I feel like it shouldn't be like, yeah, you're not perfect. The only person who was perfect was, was Jesus. So that doesn't mean that you can't still be a good person. That doesn't mean that you can't still be impactful and powerful for the kingdom of God. So I feel like people need to take the time out of the day to realize, yes, you are not perfect, but that does not mean that you're finished. And that does not mean that you're done with what you're supposed to be doing. And so um, don't use it as a cop out. Honestly, guys, don't use it as a cop out because it doesn't work. Like you could say you're not perfect. And then the next, just like I said, I'm not perfect. And, and then the next man w was up to help Drake get to the Lord. And so Definitely not a position that you want to be in, for sure. So um, I think we're just out of time, y'all. Um, I appreciate y'all. 
Um, I love everybody and want you guys to give me, honestly, 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 if you're still listening at the end of this podcast, please do me a favor. I really want to interact and see what people's thoughts are about this. Uh, We might talk about this um, on the live this Friday, but I want you guys to interact with this. Um, What are some of the things that held you back from your ministry? What are some of the things that are still holding you back from your ministry? And then also give me... Uh, you know, a comment on the things that I said, um, the things that held me back and the things that currently do hold me back. What do you think about that? Is that something that you relate to? Is it something you're like, oh, no, you messed up, bro, or whatever? You know, and it's not even really about that, but I'd love to hear uh, what you got, what your thoughts are. So uh, thank you guys for listening. You can follow me at The Uncle Carl. Follow the podcast at The Manifest Podcast. We got some dope stuff coming. We already released a bunch of dope stuff. Uh, we have the giveaways going. Be on the lookout for that on Friday. It'll be sick. We're giving out tons of stuff, spending so much money. I don't know why, but we're doing it. Um, and then we also have, we also, next week, you're going to be hearing a five a 5K episode uh, celebrating 5,000 total listens, uh, 200 followers uh, on Instagram. We're going to celebrate all that stuff together, uh, bring, it, uh, bring it all together to talk about uh, our journey so far, a year plus into the podcast. So, we're going to have everyone on the podcast again, and everyone's going to sort of talk about what they did on the podcast, what they're doing, how long they've been on the team. Um, we're going to throw it back to some old moments, some old stuff we've been doing, and then talk about what we're currently doing, and then also talk about the future. So uh, it'll be a good, cool little uh, anniversary, not really anniversary, but celebration episode. And then we're also going to be dropping 5K merch. So special 5K merch. We want you guys to go check it out. It's going to be up. After the podcast drops, um, after the YouTube version of this drops, or not of this, but of the 5K episode drops uh, the following Friday, not this Friday, but the next one, uh, you guys can go cop that stuff. Again, appreciate y'all. Love y'all. And then we out. Thanks again for listening to our podcast. For more encouraging messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out past episodes. If you like what you just heard, please consider rating and sharing it with your friends. God bless, and don't forget to be a hyphen.